Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. Hey everybody, I am Steve Azar. This is In a Mississippi Minute. My next guest is, uh, well, she's a pal of mine. It was back in 1999, 2000, 2001, two, somewhere in that area where I found myself on the back of my tour bus and uh, falling in love with the Food Network and anything that had to do with it. Uh, and and listening to jazz, uh, the road can get kind of lonely, and the room was dark and cold, waiting for gigs, uh, passing a lot of Denny's and Waffle Houses, and I I, I saw this this incredible chef and uh, with the coolest vibe and southern accent. And I, I just fell in love with her and, and the Food Network in general. I just remember flipping to ESPN and going like, I just got to make sure I'm okay because I'd really just gotten starstruck and in a wow of the this whole cooking revolution. And behind that is my next guest, Jackson, Mississippi native, the first female Iron Chef, Kat Cora. Hey, Kat, how you doing? Hey, Steve. What's up, brother? How was that intro? Oh, that was a, that was a definite intro. That was amazing. So, mu- so much easier remembering words to songs than <laughs> than running my mouth. But uh, I, now, where where am I finding you uh, right now? We're in Burbank Airport. We just came in from Santa Barbara. We're heading to Vegas. You've got something cooking in Vegas? Pardon the pun. Uh, yeah, I do actually. We're doing CES, which is a you know consumer electronics show and uh it's huge it's like five stories and it's it's just a giant technology meets electronics show and we're going in i'm going in to work with a company called gourmet which i'm um you know i'm pitching some of their products because it's such amazing chefy products so we're going to go in and these are all pressure cookers and rice cookers and things like that that are all now high-tech you know, just all high tech. They do it for you. You just punch a couple buttons and boom, you have wow. you have dinner. So we're going to be promoting that. And yeah, so we're just having a lot of fun. We're busy, busy right off the bat of the first of the year and just having the best time. I it's love it. Amazing. Well, Cecilia, yeah. our, our Cecilia got her uh, for Christmas and sort of, I guess it's for me too. We got, she, she got a sous vide 
And, uh, yeah. and, and we're all excited about it. Um, for people that don't yeah. know what that is, I didn't even know what the name of it was. I just called it a hot water bath. And so, yeah. it's uh, like a jacuzzi for food. <laughs> it is a jacuzzi for <laughs> food. Jacuzzi. I love it. Well, well, it, and it's great because, uh, I remember going to a restaurant in Nashville and I remember the pork chop was probably three inches thick. And I remember I watched him throw it on and flip it. And then th- throw it on. We were we were sort of right there in the kitchen, and right. I said it can't be ready. And so that <laughs> thus the sous vide, which uh, you can yeah. explain it better than me. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the products that they have. That's one of the lot- products that I'm going to be um, working with and demoing here at CES is their sous vide machine, gourmet sous sous vide machine, which like it's, like you said, it's a jacuzzi. It actually cooks the food from the inside out in a beautiful way because it's nice and slow. Um, it's, at a, it's at a temperature. It basically sits in a, a vacuum-sealed bag in water, and it cooks it from the inside out. So even though, you, like you said, when you take it out of the bag, when it's ready, all you have to do is sear it on each side, and it's done. It was so incredible. It's cooked inside. It's just giving it a little browning, a little caramelization on each side, and it's done. And it's like butter. I mean, it cooks it so slow and beautifully. Uh, not I know. harsh. You know, not harsh. Like, you, you know, when you grill, you're grilling. It's, you know, it's charcoal. It's I mean, which I love grilling, too, but... This is just an alternative way to cook food in a really, you know, slow, nice way. So um, I'm a big fan. So it's it's. I'm happy that you guys got that. That's Did, cool. Oh, I know, I know. I know. It was real sort of. She was excited. But uh, but let me yeah. ask. Let me ask you this. Are, so how long had this technology been there, and how long have you been using it before it sort of got to us? Well, I mean, you know, I've been we've been using it for. I've been using the sous vide machine for I don't know six seven years. I mean, so it's definitely now coming. They're making it more you know, home chef friendly, which is great. So now it's very easy, you know, so much easier to use it in a home kitchen versus the way we use it. You know, we have bigger machines. They're more involved. These are easy, punch some buttons. You know, it really does the work for you. And they're smaller, they're more compact. They fit on your countertop. So things like that, they're they're really taking these chefy things because food has come so far and home chefs and home cooks like yourself come so far, so savvy. And they, you want to be doing what the chefs are doing. You just want to be doing it in an easier, more convenient way. And so now, you know, the, the, these companies have figured that out, and they're making them really user-friendly and easy to use so that you can have fun in the kitchen like chefs do and cook this incredible, you know, cuisine that's right here at your fingertips. So I think it's just, you know, it's really the wave of the future. And you'll see a lot of these new technologies, refrigerators that talk to you and tell you your milk has expired and, you know, your eggs are expired and, you know, you need to Ugh. rearrange your fruit. I mean, it's going to be incredible and, you know, give it another, you know, five years to a decade. It's already it's, it's unbelievable. Amazing. It's, it's Alexa, unbelievable. Alexa, cook my dinner, yeah. right? Alexa, oh, yeah. do this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm scared of Alexa. I finally got my first Alexa for Christmas, and I kind of looked at it, and I thought, okay, what else is she listening to and recording? And I got to, you know, I just, I don't know if I trust her yet. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's true. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure either, so I'm going to wait on I'm going to wait on Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's in the house now, but I've been moving her around. You know, I sort of put a pillow yeah. over her for a minute. But, well, see, I but, just got the shark, which is the, the vacuum, you know, the vacuum that goes around oh, yeah. the room. And yeah. Mike goes to each room. and That's brilliant. Oh, I love <laughs> yes. it. I, I do want to say this. So as I learned and I, and I fell in love with cooking, I, I couldn't wait to get off the road and pop open a bottle of wine with Gwen, my wife, and, and mm-hmm. just and just really, and the kids were really young then, so this is, uh, you know, a long time ago, so our conversations all became, when we were apart, 
what are we going to cook when we get home? It became that. And so I love that. I saw the, the chefs as the next rock star because in our business, in the music business, everybody's sort of trying to recreate what's been done. And you're in, you're already inspired and influenced by so many from the past. In your business, in the food business, I felt like there was this no box that you had to live in, this wild frontier. And mm-hmm. I just sort of fell in love with you and Jamie Oliver and you know there was just a group of you guys that just I was going like that you guys can cook anywhere on anything in any condition (laughs) on any planet and And we probably have and you probably have (laughs) well so so to me what I did notice is the kids started to grow up I did notice that when you sat down to eat everybody used to talk about oh the best you know eat with your family I I disagree with that. Your everybody in your family eats at a different speed. So, Mm -hmm. and and to me, eating with your family is like you know you know our ethnic background is where you argue rather than whether you know you're getting along. (laughs) But but the time before, the hours before, sometimes hour and a half, two hours that you take to cook with your family. I felt like that's when the time I got to know what was going on in my kids' lives and Gwen did. And right. and, and to me, those are the precious moments that so many miss when they want to come home and they want to make the fastest thing they can make. I know people are busy, but I feel like this is sort of like epic in your life that you need to sort of take the time, spend with your family, spend with, spend with your spouse, you know, and, and be able to talk about those things that went on in the day during cooking and prep time. So, you know, what's your take on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, it's for us, it's a, it's a lot of, you know, again, I agree. I think this is, if you really want to know what's happening with your kids, let them cook with you because they're going to put their head down. You're not asking them directly. You're not looking them in the eye. You're just giving them the space to like talk to you, you know, and I think it's a great way to get to bond with your kids and find out what's happening in school and find out what's going on with their lives and you know, um, it, it's, it's just a really great bonding time for family, and we do the same thing. It's like when we're cooking, we get the kids in when we can, and the ones that want to come in are the ones who just want to eat, great, you know. But it's really a good time to get get your family together and have that quality time. And, you know, whether the kids are sitting there doing their homework and you're talking to them about school and homework or you're talking to them about their day or you're talking to, your, you know, your partner and you guys are just, you're just enjoying family time. And I think that that's a really good, that pre-dinner time is such an, I agree, it's an important time. So magic can happen then. You know, and then we do like, you know, um, Nicole, my fiance is Jewish. And, you know, I'm from Mississippi, Greek Orthodox. And right. So I love big meals and we love weekend meals. So we do Shabbat a lot. We do, a, you know, the Friday night dinners a lot, which has been a really good time for us to, sit down, you know, for in Mississippi and when I was growing up, you know, our family time, our Sunday our Sunday suppers, you know. And right. We still we still have those some too. But um, you know, we really I think those if you can bring your family together one night a meal again, it's a different speed. Like we'll still they'll all eat, we'll say a prayer, whatever, they'll all eat. We'll have a you know, we'll go around the table and say, What do you you know, what are you thankful for? We'll have a few minutes together and then, you know, Nicole and I usually find ourselves eating you know, we're still eating and they're gone, you know, but right, right. We had that 10, at least we had that 10, 20 minutes with them where we could, you know, have that bonding moment. But I think if you can do that once a week and you can also have that, that pre-dinner time is so, so awesome. I mean, it really is. If you yeah. can get them, you know, wrangled in a little while, then I think any kind of quality time you can around meals. But I definitely think food is a uniter. Food is a, 
is Absolutely. a catalyst to a lot of magic that can happen, a lot of bonding that can happen with your family. Right. Even if it's only short time. I, I totally agree. This is Steve Azar. We're in a Mississippi Minute. Uh, you and I with my good friend Cat Course. Stay tuned. Because like the dawn, you push it on. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I still see you walking in my jeans, a vision pulling me apart at the scene. You're listening to In a Mississippi Minute with two Mississippians. This is Steve Azar. You and I have Iron Chef Kat Cora on the phone. She is uh, at the Burbank Airport heading to parts unknown Las Vegas. Not going to say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because nothing, <laughs> nothing I've ever done has stayed in Vegas. So, um, but that's all right. I got nothing to be too ashamed about. So that's right. That's right. So, so Cat um, Houston Airport. I love seeing your picture in bright lights there. The Houston Airport's really done a lot as far as the culinary. You you got airport uh, an area where you can literally have their iPads set up and you can order your food from there and they'll deliver oh, yeah. it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, now I have six airport restaurants, so we, we have one in San Francisco, right. Atlanta, Houston, two in Salt Lake City, and then Detroit, and we're about to go into uh, potentially Chicago. So we're really like, you know, cr- oh, and, and, you know, another uh, project in Detroit as well. So we're really jamming on the airports, and, you know, I have 10 restaurants now all over the country, and 300 pop-ups that are about to go to 700 by... In a year and oh, wait, a half. Wait, wait, wait. So explain 300 pop-ups. So what is a pop-up? With Aramark is a, one of my big partners. So um, Aramark is a big partner of mine, and they are all worldwide, obviously. And so we started these two great restaurants, one in New York and one in Brooklyn. And the, then they take these concepts and they pop them up in stadiums and universities and colleges all over. And, wow. And, and medical centers and hospitals, you know, things like that. So they're kind of worldwide. And so we're going to do... Going into like um, in a year and a half, we'll have seven of the seven hundred of those, and probably three more concepts with them. But for now, I have ten restaurants. I have one in Singapore as well, and then we have the airport restaurants. And those came about because when I started my Disney restaurant in two thousand eight, um, Reginald Washington, who now is a CEO of um, HBF, which is Jose Branded Foods, they are a big airport company. Um, and they're just really the standard of quality and excellence is the highest possible. That's why I went with them. And I got approached by them and they said, would you like to do some, you know, take some concepts into airports? And I said, yeah, let's, I'd love to do that. So we started that um, maybe 2009 to 2010 and we started building airport restaurants. And it has been the most fun, incredible to be able to, uh, you know, my goal has always been, you know, I can definitely have a restaurant in New York or L.A. and put one on the side, you know, on a street corner and, we plan to do that, too. But for now, it's just been nice to go into places where people feel they're held hostage by the food. Right. You know, you go into an airport, you don't have any choice unless you pack your own meals, which actually I do a lot. I pack snacks and healthy snacks and things. But if you, unless you do that, you really don't have a whole lot of options. You know, it's like a lot of junk food, a lot of unhealthy food. So I really, this is an opportunity for me to give my, you know, my audience and my, my fans and my, and the community there and these airports and, um, regions and travelers, which I traveled 250 days a Unhealthy, well. a healthy option, right? Healthy options right. and delicious food, farm to table, sustainable. 
you know, we go out to the local farmers and local, you know, all these local artisans in the, in the area, whether it's Houston or San Francisco or Atlanta or wherever we are. And we go out to all of these, these local farmers and artisans and we get their products and we bring it in locally. It's farm to table. It's all fresh. I mean, how does that process work? You got a trucks and you got, I mean, that, to me, that's where it gets so complicated for me. So I yeah. love writing songs and producing them and making records and going on stage. And even this is sort of in its wild way is sort of intriguing to me being on the other side of the interview, asking questions rather than, you know, answering them. But how right, right. on earth? Explain the, the chain of command. How does it go from the farm? I'm too lazy for that. So who does that? <laughs> well, it's really my friends, and they call in purveyors. They they come in. They call in. They they ask their purveyors what you know. Purveyors, people who deliver your food to the airport, and they say, "Go out and find local products. We want local farm farm products." Oh, we so there's somebody ranchers. that actually does that. Absolutely, it's a business in itself. Wow, with the people that are out in the community and out in the region, and they say, "Find me the best ranchers. We want great the best." meat we can get we want the best produce we can get we want the best cheeses we can get we want you know amazing coffee that's local and beers and wines and so they go out and they search for that and they bring it back and it's a process getting food into airports you have to go they have to go through security too so you know it is a process but you know we we do it and we do it every day and we do it 365 days a year and you know, we're hugely successful, and I'm have, I have an incredible HBS is an incredible partner, and they are they they look at their brand the same way I do. You know, we have everything to lose if we don't please our customers, and we make it happen. Unbelievable. Every day. I mean, that's a lot of work every day. So, yeah. and, and but the great thing about it is, I do love knowing that it came straight from the farm or straight from the garden, and uh, you are getting your your healthiest option. And 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 boy, I, I'm telling you, like we're you know we're in Jackson. Gwen and I are in Jackson today, and uh, <clears throat> she's uh, going to come grab me back, and we're going to go to get some fresh fish because uh, you know unless we catch it out of the Mississippi River where we live <laughs> down in the Delta, you know we we uh, we're sort of out of luck. And, yeah, uh, where are you guys going to go? You know, no, we're not. Place. We're going to have to go catch some crappie, and that's just the way it is. But it's not <laughs> crappie season, so okay. So let me ask you this: so I've always wanted to know and, and understand this. So I come from a very spicy, loving family. Yeah. My mom's crazy, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. And the, and when we were in trouble when we were a kid, they'd put Tabasco on our tongues, and I was going like, well, "This tastes fantastic." Oh. It's already been in all <laughs> our foods, right? So, so, so my son, my our middle son Adrian, he, he's at Ole Miss, and. So he ordered the, uh, he recently ordered the Carolina Reaper peppers, and they're oh. and he's rehydrating, rehydrating them right now. He's going to go back to school and eat them, and so oh I'm, you know, so he's that guy that could win the contest and all that. In fact, back back in the day. Uh, when Lori Morgan and Sammy Kershaw were together, the only uh-huh. reason we didn't want them to split up is because they opened this hot chicken place in Nashville, and there were only five Ooh. people on the wall, pictures. It was me and Adrian. He At the time, he was eight. And then there was a few others, and I told Sammy his chicken was wimpy. And But y'all make sure you don't get a, you stay together because, I, I mean, we want your chicken place to stay here, you know? Oh, of, yeah, for of, sure. Of course they split up, and then the chicken place went away, but we're fans oh, of Spicy. Gosh. I'm, I want to go. Oh, we love it. I want to ask you about. So I've become a huge fan of wasabi peas. So when I travel, 
I got wasabi peas. Are they fattening? or the, I need to know some health inf- information because I'm eating them by the bucket. No, no. They're actually really good for you. The wasabi is great for you. The spice is really good for you. And by the way, the best, we just did a, a side-by-side of the, the best hot fried chicken we had in Nashville was Princess for sure. Oh, yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I grew up. Princess. Well, Princess they, was yeah. one out for us. So they stole. I'm just throw that shout out out. They stole the chef from Princess. Uh, is what I heard, and I'm that she's probably back there. But yeah, they had. Yeah. They, that, oh my God, the best oh, hot fried so chicken good. I've ever had in my life. It's so anyway, good. so yeah, wasabi peas are good for you. You know, you got to have everything in moderation. You know, I mean, sometimes we don't always do that. I, I, I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes you get on something and you're like, oh my god, I just need one more handful. Just need one right. more cup of that. Okay, one more, so one more, one more martini. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're talking to Cat Cora, the first female Iron Chef. I want to understand where you fell in love with cooking. Was it your dad, mom? Was it who? Who was it that <clears throat> inspired you to make this your living and career? Because you've got such great passion for it, and it reminds yeah. me of me and my friends in the music business. You remind me so much of us. We got crazy energy, and yeah. we we can channel it into what we love to do more than anything. And you love. You know, you love the culinary world. Where did it start for you? You know what? It really did start with cooking. You know what? I I did when I was a little girl. I started cooking with my mom, my mother, my father, and my grandmother were all amazing cooks. And then I had my godfather who had restaurants all over Jackson. And he had cooked in France. He was Greek. Wow. I mean, he had an amazing repertoire of more classical dishes. And my family just cooked you know, really eclectic, global-type dishes. My mm-hmm. dad was a grill meister in our family, so he taught me how to smoke meats, marinate meats, wet and so dry. So how old were you when, how, to, how old was this process? Oh, yeah. going. Uh, probably since I was like seven, eight, I was rolling phyllo dough and like wow. working with phyllo dough and rolling grape leaves and cook, yeah. grilling with my dad and marinating. And so it started really young. So really it's just a love of food. started very young. My family had restaurants. My grandfather had restaurants. So it really is my DNA. I mean, I started so young. I don't even remember how. I mean, I definitely was old enough to, like, just be able to be in the kitchen, countertop height at least, and and work with my mom making different foods. And my dad and my grandmother was an amazing baker. And, you know, so it just really was around me all the time. And then having the restaurant angle, it was just embedded in me, that vibe, that energy. I just want to be a part of that the rest of my life. And so... I knew that from a very young age. And so, yeah, that's what really inspired me um, and kept inspiring me. And I did take a, I took a detour because I wanted a college education, went to USM, University of Southern Mississippi, got a degree in exercise physiology and a minor in nutrition, which actually has benefited me tremendously right. with my food. So now I'm very lifestyle-oriented and doing a lot of lifestyle work because I can kind of cross over both genres, a lot of different genres. And so Wild. for me, it's just really been a sweet ride, you know, I love sense, it. but it's always been in my DNA. All right. So, so this being the birthplace of American music, as we know, right? Uh, yep. There's so much art in our state. Uh, you're going to take us into the break with your choice between Albert King and Marty Stewart. Oh, uh, let's hear a little bit of Marty Stewart. Oh, he's going to love it so much. We're with Cat Cora. <laughs> this is Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back. As long as it's pumping, honey, it's going to last. It's a Rock, beat it with a drum, playing 
Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I know I should be better to myself Instead of leaning on the wrong kind of help Steve Azar, we're back in a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them, because that's how Cat Cora, my guest, and I roll. New York minute goes by so fast. In our minute, we, you know, we can uh, become friends and uh, and cook dinner. That's how we roll here in Mississippi. Cat is uh, in Burbank heading to Vegas uh, for a big trade show, and she's been gracious enough to uh, share her secrets of, of success and her life. I got to go back now. This was back uh, about 2000, early 2000s. I, I, my, my years aren't going to be right because it was Mississippi rising. It was after Hurricane Katrina, and we were doing yeah. a big benefit at in Oxford at University of Mississippi right. at Ole Miss. And I'm talking to, I think maybe I was talking, uh, I'd said hello to, to, to Faith Hill, and I think I was talking to Faith, and then I was getting prepped by my tour manager of w- when I was going to go on and play. And then all of a sudden, uh, now I had not met you yet, and all of a sudden I walked yeah. by, and there you are, and you were either in a kitchen or came out of, I don't know where you were, but there you were. <laughs> and I went, and I, all of a sudden I couldn't hear my tour manager anymore. I couldn't hear anybody around me, and I just said, I'll see you later. So I walk in there, I bust into the, I think you must have been in like the kitchen. I might have been, yeah. And and um, oh. and I go, Cat, I'm Steve Azar. You have no idea how much, I mean, I go off the deep end, and I think I shocked you. You grabbed your knife, and you sort of just, anyway. So you said, stay away from me. And uh, no, but right there was the moment. And then you started talking, and I don't think at that point I had realized you were a fellow Mississippian. I didn't know that. So Yeah, I don't think you knew either, yeah. Yeah, so I just sort of just, I fell in love with you and, and how great you were at the whole culinary thing and just how it made, how it drew me in cause, and my family in. So you were you were a huge influence on where we are today. So I oh, remember you, coming off stage that night because I got to share, these are the moments that I love. I come off stage, we had played my song, The Flatlands, and, and I split the uprights. Morgan Freeman and I just got through doing our Waiting on Joe video and he was to my mm-hmm. right looking at the, the monitor and Samuel L. Jackson was to my left and I hear Samuel L. goes I split the uprights between them that's what I call them and he Uh goes now that's how you do it and then I hear Morgan go Steve you're a different beast when you do a song you know like that and so (laughs) Uh I was like looking left and right and then and then I hunted you down again and I started talking to you so I sort of remember things that way Um, in my mind I remember the next I guess a few months later uh, we had gotten into Christmas and we had done this my buddy Danny who we call Tweety who's a cat fish biologist in Stoneville, Mississippi. So his job is to, you know, to study the nutrition of the catfish and make it better, more healthy, uh, more cost effective, all that. And he would come cook catfish every year for us at Christmas and we'd share it with the record industry. It became a party and then it became a card and then it became like we're sending out invitations and then it became a song. And I remember reaching out going like, okay, who can I get to be in this music video? And it was you and Jim McMahon and my U.S. ski team member, Terry Hola. (laughs) Okay. 
So what you are saying, it was the greatest music video you've ever been in. Am I right? It was. It okay. was. Definitely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Hands good. down. Good answer. <laughs> but that's not why I really am bringing it up. What I'm bringing up is this. Gwen and I have never, uh, we, have, we don't stop talking about it. We had not been to the grocery store because we were focused on the music video and all that. And there was nothing in our cupboards. There was nothing. And somehow you came to the house we did, and right after. I think that you actually used some of the woodwork to cook, because I don't know what was in there. <laughs> and you made this slaw and this, it was like the greatest, th- and I think just the fact that you were in the kitchen, it was sort of surreal to us at the time. And now that I know you, you're my buddy, but yeah. but the bottom line was, it was so cool. So and fun. just and, and it taught us something, because we realized you don't have to go to the grocery store sometimes. Sometimes you just, you got to make do. And we realized if yeah. we were stuck on an island, that you're the girl we want to be on the island with. That's it. <laughs> to, to make sure <laughs> we're... That's a good t- choice. <laughs> okay. Now, sometimes it's just what you have in your, you know, sometimes we forget that we do have things in our, we got to go back through and kind of do an inventory of what we have in our pantries. And our, I do that a lot with people. I'll go in and be, what you got? You know, what do you have in your fridge? Well, you know, and I'll just pull stuff out and make, you know five courses and and people don't realize what we really do have that we can use you know to make a meal and so that was a lot of fun i remember that was such a fun video you took the you sent the tour bus for me from this giant tour bus by myself that's how we roll it was awesome it was awesome (laughs) and then we did this great video it was so fun i still remember it vividly like the best time i love it i love it it was a lot it was a lot of fun it was the only the only christmas song i'll probably ever write and it seems fitting that it (laughs) It was was that it was perfect yeah yeah (laughs) you mentioned disney what restaurant is it disney is it disney world or disneyland it's a Disney World. It, it, you know what? I had it for five years. It was called Cuisina by Cat Cora. We, we don't have it anymore. You know, it was doing, it was a beautiful restaurant, did amazing. But, you know, it's just time to move on and like explore and expand into other areas like New York and Brooklyn and San Francisco and Atlanta. And right. So we just had a great time for five years running out and, and playing. And I still do the Epcot Food and Wine Festival every year with, right. at Disney World. So we take the family. We've been doing it for 14 years. We take 20 Coras. You know, and now we right. have, you know, Nicole and, you know, and, and the boys. And so, you know, Nicole and I have six boys together now. So we're 14, That's incredible. 12, two 10-year-olds, two 8-year-olds. So it's pretty, it's a pretty amazing, all boys. So we take the whole family. We take I saw the Christmas card. The it's incredible. The boys are yeah. the boys are incredible. They're just <clears throat> full of life and just oh, I love bad. the looks on all their faces when I saw them. Okay, Nicole, real quick, amazing. So I started looking at her discography and just sort of the work that she's done. Oh, uh, wow. and, uh, tell us, tell us all a little bit about some of the artists. She she was the head of creative at at one uh-huh. of the big record labels, Universal right? Universal Music. Universal okay, so where I used to be. Years. Where I used to be. Uh-huh. Right. She and, was with Geffen. She was also with DreamWorks. She was with, I mean, she's been with, but that was her big, you know, she did, a, she worked with, uh, I mean, every artist you can think of. She blew up. She started Lady Gaga's career with her. Right. Um, she Incredible. She was Usher, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg. I mean, you know, Anybody you can think of. I mean, she she worked with a cure. I mean, everybody. She she worked Rise Against. I mean, like she li- worked with so many artists and really like headlined their career in so many ways. She's brilliant. She's a genius. She's the love of my life. It's like I love my it. first love, and it's like you know I always say second chance, first love, and so it's it's been amazing. And she now we work together. So we were like, why are we building our nest egg for everyone else? And we can take that all of her genius and what I do and right. my, you know my brand and so now that's what we do. We get to I get to work with my best friend every day. I get to work with the I person love I love the most every day and it's life is beautiful. We have six boys. 
everybody's healthy and hey what can you wish for more than the no, New Year? No, that's it. You know, the New Year. That's it. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Well, she seems to be extremely creative, but extremely organized. So oh, yeah. <laughs> tell oh, her yeah. thank yeah, you. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> tell her thank you for letting me break the wall down to get to you. So I, I appreciate oh, you got that. It, babe. So I got to ask you this. So, okay. So the Food Network now, and <clears throat> I don't know what your relationship with it, with them now is. I'm not I'm not saying anything negative at all because it still lives on our TV. But when 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 I started watching it, and it reminds me of MTV. It used to be all all you guys, great chefs, yeah. right? You guys yeah. could flat out mm-hmm. cook. And then right. and then it became there was some more. You know, there was you and Emerald and all that. But then it became some, you know, like my buddy, you know, uh, you know, I've known Trisha Yearwood for a long time. We did the yeah, Will, Will yeah. of Fortune together. Me and this girl <laughs> won all the money. They went zero oh blank. God. But I, I guess it. what's happened as far like all the competitive shows, uh, the competitions, I got to be honest with you, it wears me down now. And I, I love watching Chopped. I still love watching it. But there's mm-hmm. so many now. It should be about the 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 rocket rock star chef who can take you down uh, down roads you couldn't have ever imagined. And now it's sort of like, you know what I mean? It's like it's just a game show. I'm bugged about it. You know, I mean, you're not the first one who says that. I mean, a lot of people say the same thing, and you know, it just evolved into something completely different than when we started. And you know, I mean, I'm still I still have a relationship with them for different shows, and I'll do one off with them. And you know, who knows in the future we we could do something amazing. Um, with the Food Network, I think it just becomes where I think networks begin to try and experiment new things. And, right. you know, Iron Chef, you know, had a 12, 13-year se- I mean, season like, out of 14. I mean, they're still running, doing reruns. But I think at some point, you know, developers feel like they have to change it or tweak it or do something different. I'm not always, I don't always agree with that. But that's, you know, again, it becomes part of their you know, brainstorming, whatever they're talking about, whatever they think that needs to happen. And so I think that, you know, it just evolves into a way that some of us don't always understand. But it's the great thing is, the wonderful thing is, there's so many other networks now that are really high on food, and they're doing right. so many great things. Thank goodness for chefs like myself. And I think that, you know, sometimes I do look at it and go, wow, you know, I miss, I miss having, like, the rock star chefs on there, you know? And right. sometimes it's just a personality or it's just it's not someone who's cooked for 20 years it's someone who just has has a really good personality and and loves to well, to, to put some things together. To me, it becomes like you're listening to a club singer at the Ramada rather than listening to somebody who's playing Madison Square Garden, and that's what you are, and right. what Bobby uh, Flay is, and what you know, right. and Emerald. And, and so, yeah. to me, that's yeah. what happens. Where I sort of feel a little bit like cheated, and so I'm going like, no, because I can, I can bring what you're you're showing me right now, and I'm not just being I cocky. I'm just going like, I can do that. So I want yeah. something I can't do. Show me something I can't do, yeah. and then I want to go try to do that because. You know, I want to be hanging out with uh, the cat cores of the world. Right now, this is Steve Azar. We are in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. Uh, Kat is uh, in Burbank, about to head to Vegas. She's been gracious enough to take the time to talk. We'll be right back. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Steve Azar, on Facebook.com, Steve Azar Live, and listen to all my music, Steve Azar and Steve Azar and the King's Men, wherever you download or stream. Heartbreak echoes off the walls of motel rooms Emptiness is filling up my dreams In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar Right here on Super Talk Mississippi
Hey, this is Steve Azar. We're back in a Mississippi minute, and you and I are talking to Iron Chef, the original Mississippi's own Cat Cora. Uh, the one thing that I started thinking about, you know, this being the birthplace of American music, Cat, and we talked about uh, yeah. obviously music and poetry and uh, the great writers. Uh, Jim Henson, for goodness sake, grew up, grew up eight miles from me. I mean, I, I think about that, and that sort of just puts it all, it just puts it in perspective of how great our state has been. So the culinary world itself obviously has become such a huge art art form um, that's really recognized now. And I don't know if right, people would right. call, you know, food and art, but now you do. Do you know of any other Mississippi uh, great chefs that are starting to make their way or in a so- our southern region maybe uh, that seem to be sort of cutting edge or even out where you are, like some of your favorite chefs that you feel like are doing something a little different? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, some of the, you know, the chefs and my chef friends, like Curtis Stone, people like that, we're, you know, we're doing some different, definitely some different things. I think there's some young, young, you know, uh, I wouldn't say they don't have to be young. It's just newer chefs on the scene that are doing some cool stuff in California. But also, um, so I just worked with a chef in Jackson that was amazing. He helped me at, a, you know, an event. And, um, you know, I think he's got a restaurant in Jackson called Fine and Dandy really cool place so you know check it out and um yeah we just chefs are just you know we're all being innovators you know we're all we're all working with new technology we're all working with new food but i'll tell you it always stays timeless you know food in general always stays timeless no matter what new whether it's you know um whether you're doing gastronomy you know the nuclear gastronomy or molecular gastronomy you come back to it but no matter what trends happen Sometimes they stick and they keep going, and sometimes it's you know. But no matter what, you always come back to the timeless food. You come back to the class, right? Right. Isn't and it funny? Really it's like coming back to the great song, right? Coming back to a yeah, great song. Exactly. It all starts. Exactly. It all starts there. You know, you got great ingredients and you got the know-how. You got great. You got a great story. You can tell it in a song. It's sort of it's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's amazing how how the arts can take on so much. And uh, obviously Mississippi has been, you know, the catalyst for so many places around the world. Yeah. The people, if they stay or they go, they still have Mississippi all just sort of injected in them. You know what I mean? So, and it never leaves you, you know? And so, all right, so take me to, because we're going to take our daughter when we're in New York to visit. You said she's got to go, although she wants a regular college experience, you said she's got to go where you went after college, which is the Culinary Institute of America. It was in Hyde Park, sure. correct? Yeah, Hyde Park, New York. The Culinary Institute of America is the best best culinary school in the world. And Julia is, Child told me that 20 years ago. So. And she and Julia Child knows. So is this like, do you go there to the first year? Do they treat you like your first year in med school? Like they try to, try to weed you out? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, you know what? It's a, it, it is. It's a tough. It's a tough program. You, you won't get weeded out, but you know, if you stick with it, and you know, it's. I think it's really just about putting, again, being focused. When I went there, I was so excited. I couldn't wait to start cooking. I couldn't wait to start learning about the culinary world. I couldn't wait. So for me, it was like the best experience. And you know, I had fun in college, but this was like you know, college on steroids. It was just amazing. So for me. If she goes there, she is going to fall in love. I mean, everything is about food and culinary, the culinary world. And so, you know, and wines. And it's just, 
Right. Phenomenal. I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. Well, I'm going to cry like a baby when she leaves because I, I cried when the first, we left our first one in California and I was at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, and then uh, West Elm buying furniture. And I realized that, that we were leaving all of that with him in California. And, and I mean, I broke down. I was like a little baby in Gwingles. My wife's oh. tough. She goes, what's wrong with you? And until I heard him tell me, hey, uh, uh, dad, I'm, I appreciate you knowing you love me, but I'm going to be good. Then I was fine. But with our second child, Adrian, I pushed him out the door. And then with Cecilia, I'm going to die again because especially if she wants to go do that. But I know she's she she reminds me of you in a lot of ways that she I feel like she can handle it. You know, she's tough. Yeah. And uh, you got to be tough. Speaking of tough real quick, I just want you to tell me what it's like being in the in in the kitchen at, when you're competing at Iron Chef, the intensity of it. You always look so cool and calm, but you're moving at a, at a fast pace. So, you know what? It's like being in a time machine. That's the fastest hour of your life. It's like, it really <laughs> is. I do, I do find I go into a Zen place, but it's like, and get in the zone, but it's like really literally like the fastest hour of your life. And you are, you're moving and before you know it, it's over. So, and we don't stop. We don't have any, you know, it's, it's real time. I mean, we go for 60 minutes straight and, um, you know, look, if you have an accident, cut yourself, whatever, they keep going. Oh, my <laughs> God. Stop. You get taped up and keep going. You just push back in the game. Tape up on aisle three. So, uh, <laughs> that's right. It's exactly right. So, it's you know, it's awesome. It's like the biggest rush. and But it is, you know, I, you know, once I do it once, you know, if people are in the room and they're like, let's watch it on TV, I'm like, you know what? I can't really relive that again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's so stressful. But it's no. like if you think it's stressful sitting on your couch watching it, it is you know, a hundred times more. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. I get all, I get it, worked up. It. Trust me. I mean, yeah. I get like, oh my gosh, hurry, you know, like hurry, hurry. And, uh, and so anyway, no, I love it. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Oh, uh, you and I have a song it's to write, amazing. right? We have a song to write? Oh, we do have a song to write. So, we do have a, never ready for the road. So, yeah, no one take it out there. I know. I'm re- I'm ready. I'm ready. So get ready. You and I are gonna. Uh, you and I are gonna get together We're gonna right get in the soon. Studio. I'm re- I'm just ready. Just name the day and time. And uh, right. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thanks for spending Definitely. time. We we have been with the fabulous Cat Cora. Iron Chef, Mississippian rock star in uh, in so many books of mine, and I can't thank her enough. You've been listening to In a Mississippi Minute. Uh, stick around uh, for the next episode. And Kat, I can't thank you enough for uh, oh, taking the time. Buddy. Blessings, thank girl. Thank you. Tell, tell the family hi. I will. Back at you. Travel okay. safe. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.